Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Dude, I bought this vodka when I was hanging out with a girl a couple months ago. I hate vodka. And then she ghosted me. So I'm just not going to let this vodka go to waste. I mean, yeah. Why would you let any liquor go to waste? I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling. It tastes like fucking I made a couple drum. of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this Disnudio? Busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors rossy, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie Dottie. She liked the party off Molly, but Cardi let her get naughty. A hottie up in the lobby, she stopped. She said, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome well, back to the We're following, releasing an episode a little earlier this week with uh, Thanksgiving. I didn't want to be up late Wednesday recording when my family's going to, some of my family's going to be coming over, so I'll probably be drinking with them. So I didn't want to be editing. I didn't want to be recording. Although it's always a great opportunity to see Karen's beautiful face. Smiling, uh, beautiful, smiling, and numb face. I got two feelings this this afternoon. And, and the man's still recording a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give it up for Kiernan. He's a real trooper. He's Through dedicated to the game. I love to have like, Kiernan, we're going to change up the schedule for next week. Let me know when you can record. Didn't even tell me. No humming and hawing about getting feelings. He messaged me, or I messaged him this morning. When can, can you record today or tomorrow? He said, probably today. <clears throat> He's here because he loves you guys. He wants to bring you the best content possible, regardless yeah, of what medical issues he's had, even though that <laughs> getting feelings sound way worse than it actually is. He didn't get a root canal or something. But Kiernan's here. We're here to have fun. Kiernan, it's fucking rivalry week. Let's go. We missed two big rivalries last week, so I wasn't even thinking. We missed the Harvard-Yale game. Uh, Harvard won that. And then we missed the rivalry. That is the name of the game. Lehigh versus Lafayette. The longest continuous rivalry in college football. First game was played in, I think, 1896, and they haven't stopped since. Love it. Love to see traditions not dying. Love to see the hate just go on through program for over a century lehigh won the rivalry oh sorry the first meeting was 1884 and they haven't stopped since that's much much longer i know right and there's like an asterisk because they didn't play last season because they had their season in the spring so it's every season they played but not every fall just because last year right but it which i i i'll give them credit for I, I don't think that that asterisk needs to be there necessarily. No, it doesn't. It it even I was just looking at Wikipedia. Having it is just stupid. But it is the longest uninterrupted rivalry game in college football history, which I love to see. They're very close, Lafayette and Lehigh. And also, I feel like the Yale Harvard game it's a little too snooty for my taste. Yeah, it's a little too pompous. It's but like, it's also like it's also like not only are we smart but we just beat another smart school in football and they're only really bragging amongst themselves. It, it reminds you of that. Are you on TikTok, here? No, here's us trying to relate to the youths. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Steve Buscemi. How do you do fellow kids? Uh, but there, there was a TikTok trend a while ago it's, and it's old now, but it's like my daddy drives a Mercedes. Oh my yeah. And he drives an Aston Martin. Well, my papa drives a Rolls Royce. And then I'm over here as an Alabama fan. My dad drives a Ram 1500. Yep, that's exactly what it is. That's just how I feel watching. (laughs) Yeah, it's how I feel watching the Harvard-Yale game every year. And I don't even watch it every year. But when I watch it, it's how I feel. It's just, it's not fun. Also, it's not good football anymore. Uh, Like, back in the... Yeah. Back in the day when they only let rich white people play... They obviously got the best players. That's all who could play. But now that, you know, society has progressed to a point where like you could go to college, it doesn't matter. And like you could play football if you're a guy because no women have really tried out. 
except uh, Sarah Fuller last year, but before that, yeah, say, not really. <laughs> but so it, it really doesn't matter. Now that it doesn't matter, anyone can play football if they're good enough. Harvard and Yale aren't good. Yeah. Which is somewhat sad in a sense because, like, it's it's like uh, it's not as old as the Lafayette, Lehigh uh, Valley one, but it's certainly up there in terms of the most ancient. And at one point, it was it did help determine the college football national champion, like ninety years ago. Yeah. It was, is it Yale? They still have the most national champions. Championships. It, are they really? Like. Yeah. Uh, I think Yale is like 19, which, which is kind of crazy. I'm It's loading now because my laptop says, this is according to NCAA.com. Princeton is still third with 15. They haven't won one since 1922. Oh, my gosh. It, but they Princeton was dominant. And then, oh, Yale has 18. All right, so two more years and Alabama will have the same number. Well, Alabama already says they have 18, but the NCAA says they only have 16. Unless this is a couple years old. But yeah, so I mean, no, this is from January. Yeah. So Alabama, according to the NCAA, is 17 now. No? Yes? Yes. I don't know when the game was played. That was many, many alcoholic drinks ago. (laughs) But uh, we went on a tangent. I don't even know what we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Speaking of prestigious things in college football... The Butkus Award finalists were announced. I have fucking issues with these with these finalists, Cameron. What, what's what's your issue, Kevin? So I'm gonna go through them real quick. Darian Beavers, great name, Cincinnati, Nicobe Dean, Georgia, Damone Clark, LSU, Devin Lloyd, Utah, Leo Chanel, Wisconsin, and Chad Muma or Mama Muma Muma sounds right, Wyoming. Now, I'm going to tell you about a guy who's listed as a linebacker. Uh, he's Some say he's an edge, but he's listed in the depth chart as a linebacker. ESPN has him listed as a linebacker. He's second in the nation in sacks. He's going to get, uh, people think he's going to get 100 tackles. How is Will Anderson not a... Yeah, he's 78 total. How is Will Anderson not a butt-kiss award finalist? Are they that sick of giving Alabama awards? I would say so, yeah, probably. It's so stupid. Look, I mean, how many... Actually, that's that's unfair because Alabama hasn't won the Heisman that many times. I mean, when I say that many, I mean, there's at least one person from their team in there every year. But, like, I think it's the point where we're just sick of having Alabama plastered across every website screen and whatnot. So we'll give you the national championship, and that's it. Hey, uh, Kieran, I got a quick fix for that. Get good. Oh, yeah. Recruit better players. Have better coaching. (laughs) Like, It's not that hard. If you don't want to see Alabama win all these awards, don't hope that those voting on it are also sick of Alabama. Just get better players. <laughs> it, it, it makes no sense to me. I don't get it. But, Karen, what are your thoughts on the Buckus Award finals? Do you have any strong opinions like I do? Uh, probably not. Uh, I mean, as far as I can tell, uh, these are some of the best, you know, defenses in the country. I think statistically, I saw somewhere statistically with, Wisconsin has the overall better defense or something like that, or I forget what I saw and I wanted to bring it up this week actually, because it was over the weekend, but like some other defense other than Georgia has statistically the best defense. And Uh, I was just like, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know if it's up. It's the same way now, but uh, last week uh, Wisconsin had the number one defense because they had given up, like, two fewer yards per game than Georgia. But Georgia gave up less touchdowns, less points. Right, right, right. Uh, I think their secondary was better. Yeah, and that's, like, arguably, like, the the main thing is not losing games. (laughs) But, uh, I I mean, they are some of the best defenses. It is is interesting. 
and a little weird that Wisconsin is the best ranked, like rated defense according to the NCAA. But yeah. we all know Georgia's the best defense in the country. Yeah, it's it's not even it's not even up for debate. You can argue about statistics all you want, but when it comes down to it, Georgia will not allow points or very few at that. Honestly, I'm pissed about Will Anderson. I would be probably madder if, not madder, but I would be more confused if Georgia doesn't have a finalist for all these awards. Yeah, that that would make sense. I mean, they've done an incredible job all season. Yeah, I mean... I don't know about oh, – what's the award called? I don't know about the Thorpe just because there's so many defensive backs. But even then, Georgia has to have one of the – at least one of the best in the country. So – but that's the only one I can think of. But everything else, like, there aren't as many, so it Georgia has to have one. Right. But I digress. Something we have been, or I have been calling for, for weeks now, almost months, has finally happened, Kiernan. You wanted to correct me last week that the Florida job wasn't open when talking about the best openings in college football. And I said it's a matter of time. Well, the time is now. Dan Mullen has been fired by Florida. I just want to say my comment lasted four days. Yeah, so... I mean, we all saw this coming. Anyone who thought Dan Mullen was keeping his job after this year was lying to themselves and or it was just Dan Mullen. (laughs) I mean, his wife's probably pissed she can't make out with all those five stars anymore. Florida. Get wrecked. You have to start kissing four stars at some other school. Uh, Greg Knox is their interim. Uh, He's not one of their coordinators because they fired all their coordinators. He's their special all their, teams coach. Yeah, okay. So that's generally what teams will do for some, because I guess they say special teams isn't as important. I don't know what the logic is behind that, but uh, it makes sense. It, Karen, where do you, do you think Dan Mullen will get another head coaching job at a good school? Oh, see, I was about to say something, and then you technically stopped me. Um, so uh, at a good school, no. At a school, yes. Uh, Maybe he drops down to the group of five schools, you know, uh, and then has to work his way back up, you know, kind of, you know, rise from the ashes like a phoenix or something like that. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, he, I don't, it's, I want to say, I don't want to say he's been inconsistent, but I mean, he just hasn't been winning where he should. So, tough shit, Dan. And his Back comments are go. his comments on recruiting also probably wouldn't instill confidence from top programs because earlier in the year he's they asked about recruiting. He said it we'll talk about recruiting after the season. Which, which is just recruit. not how you can operate as a coach. You have to recruit year round, or at least have scouts and recruiters or, or coordinators year round. If You're you want to say <clears throat> Well, well, honey, this yeah. guy had the softest lips, but this guy, that tongue just wouldn't stop working. I mean, you got to love that kind of work getting down and dirty. I mean, not down. Nope. Did go down. Definitely didn't do that. Um, just going to work. No quit attitude that you love to see from a time. I mean, a young man like that. I mean, I'm telling you, if Dan Bowles' wife was a recruiter, that team would be the best kissers in all of college football. <laughs> What an odd achievement. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got to be best at something. Florida, <laughs> it's clearly not the best at anything else, so you might as well have that going for him. The only thing going for him. Yeah, I mean, also, I love that Mizzou was the death blow. Right, as if you couldn't get any worse. Yeah, but... I Scott Strickland, who I'm guessing is the AD at Florida. He he made some comments. He's an athletics a minute administrative athletic director for the University of Florida. He he released a long statement about how 
we have hope. Like, we can get a good coach. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Also, apparently Mullen was given the option to coach against FSU, but decided not to. Uh, I saw something on Twitter about this letter he wrote where he said, I'm just going to read one sentence on this because it's a lie. The University of Florida is a top five academic institution in a top five athletic program in the state that has 21 million people in fertile recruiting grounds. You are not a top five institution. They are by U.S. News and World Report or whatever ranked as the top, the number five public university in the country. Uh, tied with UC Santa Barbara and UNC. I believe UNC. But they're not this great program. They're the best, or this great school. They're the best school in Florida, according to US News and World Report. But they're not a top five. When anyone thinks of the top five schools in the country, nobody is thinking of the University of Florida. Yeah, that's that's not the first name that, you know, jumps out on a page or something like that. Like Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't, I don't think... You know where I'm going to succeed in life? The University of Florida. And Do I want to have a fun out, time? Yes. Before anyone points out, they are, I think, 55th. They're the 55 uh, rated out of all universities. My school is lower than that, so it's fine. But, <clears throat> like, even in the South, if you ask, oh, what's the best colleges? People say Vanderbilt, Duke, uh, Rice, probably. There are probably more. Those are the top three that I think of. Virginia, Virginia's a good school. Didn't think of Rice, to be honest with you. Rice is a very prestigious university. It's very weird that they're just randomly, that they randomly are. And that could be a historic kind of connotation associated with them. But but then, outside of that, look, they're top five public university. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was thinking public schools. Florida football is not a top five program. There are maybe top 10. But to say top five football programs in the country, that's just ridiculous. Two to one zone horn. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, even though they're having a down year, Clemson. I think right now Clemson's still a better program. And Michigan, Michigan State, the rest of the ACC is a joke. The Pac-12 is a joke. Uh, I think Oklahoma is a better program right now. Oklahoma State's a better program. Notre Dame's looking like a better program. Yeah, seriously. You've been talking so much smack about Notre Dame. I mean, 10-1. I mean, I'm not cra- I'm not an idiot. Like, I recognize, I don't think they're a good 10-1, but they are better than Florida. Oh, yeah. All right, fair. So... Uh, Baylor might be a better program right now after their all their scandals are over. Cincinnati's a better program. In terms of recruiting, Cincinnati might be a stretch. Uh, Falk could be just doing more with less, but he, he right now it's looking like a better program. I would much rather go to Cincinnati than Florida. So Florida's athletic director is an idiot. He he has a an overinflated idea of how important florida is yeah but with dan mullen being fired did umass jump the gun on hiring a coach yes umass is expected to hire arizona defensive coordinator don brown who's from massachusetts head coach at umass for five seasons four seasons five seasons he went 13 and 2 and 10 and 3 in two years at UMass. Solid. Which is wild. So 
he I doesn't. That that's a solid performance. Yeah, and he doesn't look like a bad coach, really. I mean, he has some winning seasons. But Dan Mullen, if I were you, Bass, I would have waited and just called up Dan Mullen and be like, hey, how much will this cost? <laughs> just give us a ballpark. We have one kid on a podcast saying all he needs is room and board and a dome over the stadium. I know we'll have to pay you a little bit more, Dan, but we really don't want this guy to be the coach. So any, <laughs> what, what will it take? Literally anything. I want a lifetime contract. We'll give you a lifetime contract. <laughs> but Don Brown also has some weird coaching experience. I'm reading this right now. He went to Norwich with a running back, uh, assistant at Dartmouth in 82, Mansfield, which is a D2 school, defense coordinator in 83. Dartmouth, defense coordinator, 84 to 86. Then he went to Yale. Not 87 to 92 was their defensive coordinator. And was the Yale baseball interim head coach in 1992. Because, of course, just like no. a two-sport athlete, you have a two-sport coach. It, they went 26 and 10 and 14 and 4 in the Eastern Intercollegiate Baseball League and made it to the NCAA tournament for baseball. Damn. That's impressive. That's so weird, though, because that's the only mention of baseball on his entire coaching resume or any resume. His Wikipedia page doesn't mention baseball anywhere else. Well, I mean, if you make it into – the NCAA tournament, that, that seems like a pretty big big deal, I'd say. That's the thing also. I'm surprised another team didn't go, hey, Don, you want to come coach our baseball team instead of football? You're clearly pretty good at it. Yeah, right. That's just something that stood out to me. Uh, I, I don't really have anything else to say about Don Brown, whatever those names. Yeah, Don Brown, defensive coordinator at, U- or at Arizona for a while. Any thoughts on the Minutemen's latest pickup, Kiernan? Uh, yes, it's instead of a day late and a dollar short, it's uh, a day early and thousands of dollars saved in expenditures because they should have got Dan Mullen. That's true. And what are they going to do with those thousands or millions of dollars? Like, yeah. it's UMass. Education, please. <laughs> Everyone knows the best schools are just football factories that teaches a side gig. Yeah, i.e. Alabama. Exactly. That program brings so much money to the school, it's perfect. I do like that, though. There's like that, and I know we're getting slightly off topic, but uh, it, it's almost like a, uh, it feeds, it's a, uh, what's it called? Um, what's that loop called? I'm thinking of cycle no not it's a like a closed it's essentially my point is alabama's good at football alabama broadcasts are the highest rated or whatever they bring in tons of money and they supply and support the football program and it goes around and around and around and around endless loop yeah that's not the word i'm thinking of there's a specific term and i cannot it's on the tip of my tongue and i cannot I feel is. like we're going to move on to a different topic. And you're yeah, it's going to be half an hour in, and I'm going to go, that's what it was. Yeah, probably. It's fine. You can interrupt me when you remember it. Uh, speaking of Florida coaching move it, moves, uh, the U has had a terrible season. They had a lot of hope going into it. Dariq King is coming back for what felt like his 30th year playing quarterback in college football. Uh, but they just sucked. And Manny Diaz is on the hot seat, and a certain... Mr. Freshwater is rumored to have said that if offered, he would take the Miami job. Ooh. I, I need that. I need Joey Freshwater running wild in South Beach. Chaos ensues. How many kids do you think would result in that? Uh, anywhere between 9 and 11. He would just find someone and just try to bur- like create, procreate and create the perfect quarterback. <laughs> and even if he leaves Miami, he will make sure that kid just goes wherever he goes. 
Right. An endless supply of babies. Exactly. I mean, it's perfect. He'd probably work into his contract that he gets an unlimited supply of penicillin at a moment's notice. Like, it'll be someone's job on the staff to just give him penicillin, no questions asked. So, I don't know. I don't I don't want this to happen. I love Lane at Ole Miss, honestly. You like keep him there? I would like to keep him. I think he's making that program fun. Make Ole Miss fun again. Like it, It's really fun to watch. And I know they're in the SEC West, so if they get too good, like, it might be a tough game for you. But I don't really care about that. I mean, it's, it's a game. I trust Alabama. But also, I want competitive games sometimes. Yeah. It's annoying having to blow out every team. Every sometimes. Year. Sometimes. <laughs> like one competitive game a year, and I'm like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> see, I, see you next I, year. Uh, I've lost three years on my life. Yeah, pretty much. I actually don't want competitive games. I say that, and then when they happen, I get very, very upset. Yeah, no, but, I, I, to- I totally understand where you're coming from. I even I was watching the Arkansas-Alabama game this weekend, and Arkansas had a, had a run. They were within, like, four or five points, and I was like, oh, Kevin, ooh, possible upset alert. Yeah, <laughs> and that, and that was as close as they got. <laughs> Kieran is so mean to me when Alabama was playing close games. Oh, every time. It's, it's nonstop, relentless. Do you know what I say when Penn State loses? Nothing. Yeah. Well, you don't like. See, here's the thing: it's boring to to to, you know, kick somebody who's already down. If you can knock, look at what would you rather do? What would you rather do? Kick someone who's already down, or knock a giant off a pedestal? I mean, generally, I one. root for the giant. So okay, well, everyone else would <laughs> kick the giant off the pedestal. Even my own father does that. Be he'll text me during all the games like, "Are you breathing? Yeah. Like, are are you okay?" and then usually if it's a close game if it's a close game I've usually gone through a lot of alcohol at that point I'll just send back some nonsensical thing you'd be like alright he's alive at least (laughs) he's still breathing enough to text me so yeah so but no I mean do you have any thoughts on Lane to the U I'd say no I'd say he's gonna stay uh, stay with Ole Miss I think he I don't want to say he can challenge for the SEC, but he can certainly make it a lot more fun, at least for everyone else. Not for you, but for everyone else. The only benefits I can see to going to the U is, A, when the U has swagger, that's when college football is at its best, in my opinion. That's true. That's when they're true. winning games with like swagger, that. it's that's like peak college football. Yeah. Like going and back I to think Lane, you and everything. Yeah, he, Lane has the personality to do that. And from Lane's perspective, really? I mean, he's got to go through Clemson. Yeah. And if they can't bounce back from this year, I think, which I don't know if they can in the next couple of years, it might make perfect sense for Lane just to go to the U. Yeah, but do you think do you think Lane Kiffin has that almost bad boy mentality from the 80s and 90s? I mean, not really, but also the coaches didn't really have that. Uh, they I, had the, no, but I don't they think, had I don't the think, swagger I, and the confidence, but they didn't have the bad boy personality that the players. Right, but I don't think I don't think I don't think Lane has the, has the Lane is a well, that, that's that sounds bad to Lane, but he's a product of Alabama, is what I was going to say. But that sounds that sounds mean to Lane. But it, my point is, I don't think I don't think he has the type of mentality to let that kind of ride the the bad boy wave that you would get from the U. Oh, like I don't think a, a bad boy behavior like that can never happen in college football again because all those guys would get arrested. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, you sure, can't have that. Problem. But one of the issues with the U that goes back to Mar- when Mark Richt was their coach, Manny Diaz now, they still – and a lot of people were hoping Manny Diaz could do it, but they didn't bring the swagger back. They're just missing and something. I think Lane might be that missing key to kind of go, all right, you know what? The U, we're back. We're, we might not win a lot the first year, but we'll have the swagger back, and that'll make guys want to go to the U more. 
Because you have no excuse to be this bad when you are in South Beach. Yeah, that's fair. There's some been some damn good players coming out of that part of the country. Florida in general, but South Beach specifically. I think Lane can kind of invigorate guys to come to the program and be game changer. Now, I don't know if they can win a national championship with Lane as their coach, but they can definitely be on the track to do it. Shit, I just talked myself into wanting Lane to go to the U. <laughs> I didn't want it, but now I kind of want it. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle, Kevin. I am I I convince myself of things I really shouldn't convince myself of. <laughs> a part of it is just my own arrogance thinking I'm very good at arguing points, so I'll just convince myself of this point as I argue it. A, a classic trap. Uh, fair. Speaking of winning a national championship, Oregon is not doing that this year. <laughs> After their loss to Utah, they are now going to be much farther down the cultural playoff poll. Uh, it's, it's not looking good. But that leads to question, who's going to replace them? Well, seeing as though the AP poll didn't do it um, like we suspected and the CFP did, uh, I'm going to say they're going to continue that train of bullshittery and uh, replace Oregon with uh, Ohio State, who has been, in fairness, on well, no, in, absolute- in the top four. Like, I assume yeah. Ohio State's going to move up, but then who's going to oh. take that fourth spot? Oh, fair enough. Uh, well, then I hope to God it's Cincy. I felt like they were going to do some shenanigans. They were going to put Michigan or Notre Dame or even Oklahoma State will. in. Uh, we ran a poll on Twitter. Uh, 78% of y'all thought Cincinnati was going to get in. 13% Michigan, 9% Notre Dame. For this week specifically, uh, this is not a final prediction. I said, though, I wrote something last week about predicting the Week 12 rankings. I said that Cincinnati needs to start dominating games more. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. They need to show a complete performance, dominating team, blowing them out of the water. You think they did that last week? They did that against SMU. There you go. An eight and two in conference opponent that they showed their head and shoulders above them. I think this might be the week we see Cincinnati in. Let's go. And then they're going to win by like seven or 10 against a not great opponent and they're going to drop out immediately. But this week, Cincinnati's going to get in, I feel. That, that would be warm my heart. The committee's out of excuses. Right. They really are. They have played phenomenally all season, and now they just cannot be denied any longer. You could argue the committee ran out of excuses three weeks ago and decided, fuck you, we're the committee, we're doing what we want. But now they really have no excuses. So I hope I hope it's Cincinnati. I do want to see them in, partially because if they get blown out in the first game, then you could never ever see a group of five team complain again. <laughs> so it's it's a partially selfish reason, Kevin. Yes, I think it would also be stupid because they would probably be the fourth spot and they would have to play Georgia, which ninety five percent of schools in the country would get blown out by Georgia. So it's an unfair litmus test. Yeah, it really is. 
But I'm just so tired of the arguments because 99.9% of group of five schools would get destroyed by the number one team in the country. Probably the top two or three teams in the country, which, and I know, oh, well, every team, like most teams would do that. Power five, group five, doesn't matter. Yes, but power five will put a better product on the field from the point of perspective of the cultural playoffs. What do you want to see? A bunch of four and five stars outrunning a bunch of three stars that Cincinnati has, or a bunch of four and five stars athletically matching up with the opponent. This is coming from the same person who doesn't like competitive games. Yeah. All right. then. I'm not talking about from my perspective. I'm talking about from the committee's perspective. No, I know. I know. Also, I was asking you, also, I was asking you about it because Penn State doesn't have a chance of making the cultural playoff in the next like five years. So I, I feel like you would have a more unbiased opinion about what kind of game you want to see. I want to see Alabama first, blow at everyone. First of all, so I, I will give you my opinion. First of all, hurtful. Second of all, true. Third of all, I'll give you my actual opinion where I I do agree with you. I do I would have to or I would have to say that like I much prefer really, you know, tight games where, you know, comes down to the wire or a final field goal or a, you know, hail, you know, wild Hail Mary pass that it, you know, seals the game one way or another. I think they're far more exciting. Um, I would hope to see like the Alabamas of, well, just actually just Alabama really lose those games. But, you know, if, if it's, if it's like, let's say Ohio state versus Georgia, I think it would be a lot more fun to see a, a super powered defense go up against a, I really should call them resurgent because they were awful at the beginning of the season. Now they're really good offense in Ohio state. So I think that would be a really fun dynamic to watch uh, for the casual fan, at least. Yeah. And I mean, both schools, Ohio state's defense isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Oh God, no, no. George's neither. No, no. So I'm saying it, it would be interesting. It would be fun to watch because if you watch a team with a great defense and an atrocious offense versus a team with a great offense and an atrocious defense, that's still not fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I do think, I think Alabama, Georgia would be a fun game, but I do think Ohio State versus Georgia would be a really fun game. Yeah, it, I think I think it add it would add a, an extra layer of of entertainment, at least in my from my perspective. Ole Miss has found a way to pay its players. They're giving oh. on Friday, according to Ross Dellinger, Ole Miss became the first to distribute academic bonuses. Ah, there uh, it is. Football ticket sales will fund. The $2.5 million that is being given to 415 athletes, a $6,000 bonus for being academically eligible. Got to start him somewhere, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, a lot of schools are in the final stage of doing this because the Supreme Court in their ruling said you can. Uh, Department of Education and letters to the ACC kind of cast doubt on it, but... Their tax, it's taxable income. Uh, a lot of schools are expected to follow Ole Miss's lead. Some will base it on GPA. Others will disperse money upon graduation. Coaches are going to want the Ole Miss ball. So uh, this is great. I am very happy to see this. It's about time these people got, these kids got something from the university for their efforts because they're not getting that great of an education. Anyone commenting that, like, it's not a great education. Go look at UNC and their Swahili classes that didn't teach Swahili in underwater basket weaving, if you need an example of that. But, you know, it was the funniest thing for the longest time. I thought that whole underwater basket weaving thing was a, uh, was a complete farce. And it's like... I mean, they probably took them to, like, the aquatic center on campus threw him some reeds. Said, "Here, go make a basket." Yeah, we'll give you an A. 
it's ridiculous. But uh, still, being academically eligible, and this does remind me of, I just think it's funny, these bonuses, just being academically eligible is the bare minimum, and I think these kids should get be getting paid to play regardless. But it did remind me of when Texas a couple of years ago tweeted out the highest GPA in program history, and it was a 289. No way. I didn't realize – I didn't know it was that low. Yeah, let me find it. Jesus. And I'm just curious why they thought this. The tweet is still up, by the way. So they still thought it was good enough to keep. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, high Success on the field. Highest semester GPA team history. 289. Prepared off the field. This is why did they think this was a good idea? Like, I understand it's the team GPA, but still. Yeah. That's not something to brag about. No, it isn't. (laughs) Looks really bad. And I'm sure that is... It was well-intentioned, but it just... And and I'm sure a lot of other schools, it's probably something similar. Their semester GPA is probably not great, but schools aren't exactly advertising that. Right. So, uh, I gotta love Texas. Apparently, this year, they're not having much success on the field either, so... Yeah, we can finally reflect that GPA. <laughs> uh, but... So, Karen, it's it's rivalry week, as we said at the start of the show. Are you ready for a lot of picks that I compiled? I'm gonna try, Kevin. I'm gonna try. I was looking for one. I was looking for the Bayou Classic between Southern University and Grambling, but there were no lines for that, so I just went, screw it, we're just going to do FBS. Uh, Last week, again, we did not do well. Uh, I was right on the outright winner for Michigan State, Ohio State. Wrong on the cover. We were both right on the over-under. Arkansas and Alabama, we got the over-unders right and the outright winner right, but not... Alabama did not cover, unfortunately, which is sad. Um, UVA versus Pitt, we're outright winner. We're correct, uh, Pitt, but we were wrong on everything else. We we're just wrong on Oregon, Utah. Yeah, that that was that was really bad. We're and sorry, we were, everyone. We were also we got the outright winner on SMU at Cincinnati, right? But that's it. I got the over-under right for Utah, Oregon, but that's not. With everything else that went on, like that's not a flex. <laughs> oh, we're, we're only doing rivalry games this week. And not just that, we're doing, except for one, we're doing rivalry games that actually have a name. Uh, I tried to pick one from each conference, at least one. One conference has two. But we're going to start off with the Iron Bowl. Number two, Alabama's traveling to Jordan-Hare to play Auburn. Kickoff is at 3.30 on Saturday. Uh, Alabama's 10-1, and 6-5 and five against the spread. Auburn is 6-5 and five and 5-6 five and six against the spread. Uh, spread is Bama minus 19.5 with an over-under of 55. I'll go first. I think this game's going to be close, and it's going to ruin my heart. <laughs> if if Kieran has a guest host next week, I'm probably in the hospital. But I do have 33-28 Alabama. Well, that is close, even for you. Yeah. Uh, Iron Bull gets weird, man, especially in Jordan (laughs) Air. Yeah. I will go uh, Alabama, Alabama 42, Auburn 22. Uh, I think think Auburn's going to get blown out. And hopefully, I guess hopefully I'm wrong, but, you know, whatever. Hopefully you're right. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, from Kevin's point of view, hopefully I'm right. From everyone else's point of view, hopefully I'm wrong. Fair. Uh, Next up we have, I mostly just picked this one because I love these two coaches going head-to-head. I love the name, the Egg Bowl. 
Number eight, Ole Miss, traveling to Stark Vegas, take on Miss State. Kickoff Thursday at 7.30, uh, so get your bets in early, although hopefully don't listen to our betting advice. Just get your bets in, not ours. Uh, Ole Miss is 92, 6-4-1 against the spread. Miss State is 7-4, seven 7-4 and four, seven and four against the spread. Miss State is a minus one with an over-under of 61. Kieran, do you want me to go or do you want to go first? Uh, you can go first if you like. I usually go first, so let's switch it up okay. for the holidays. I think the Pirate Chip's going to come out of here with a win. I think it's going to be by a score of 45-42 to 42 Mississippi State. The air raid's starting to take effect. All right. That's fair. That's very fair. I think uh, Matt Corral, um, no longer dark horse for the Heisman, will uh, prevail over his uh, in-state rivals. And I think it's going to be 38-31 Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, We're moving right along. Also, we disagreed. I feel like we usually don't disagree until like the last game. Yeah, I think we're we're all over the place now. Oh, yeah, we're going to be. Uh, Next up, we have the Bedlam series. Uh, Number 10, Oklahoma is going to number 7, OK State. At Boone Pickens Stadium, kickoffs at 7.30. Oklahoma's 10-1, 5-6 against the spread. Oklahoma State is 10-1, 9-2 against the spread. Oklahoma State's minus 3.5 with an over-under of 51.5. I'm going to go... That's such a low line, or such a low over-under for a big 12 game, but also I feel like college football in general. Yeah, it it does seem very low, but I'm going to go 30 to 21 Cowboys. That's a pretty good pick. I'll respect it. Uh, I'm going to go with 36, 36, 28 Cowboys. So fairly close. We're back on track of green. Yep. <laughs> Next up, we have the game. Uh, number two, Ohio State, heading over to Ann Arbor to play number six, Michigan. Kickoff is at noon on Saturday. Ohio State is 10 and 1, 6 4 and 1 against the spread. Michigan is also 10 and 1, but 9 and 2 against the spread. Ohio State is an eight point favorite with an over under of 64. I'm going to go. 31-24 Ohio. Ah, no, you know what? Screw this. We're going 40-18 to 18 Ohio State. Okay. Now, if I remember correctly, I have picked the opposing the team opposing Ohio State to win every single time. So I'm thinking I'm going to try and bet on Ohio State. and Hopefully they'll lose. So I'm going to go Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, 42, uh, Michigan Wolverines, 38. It's going to be weird last second safety or something. Uh, but Buckeyes are going to pull it out. So Fair. I mean... I don't know how the reverse jinx will work when you basically say you're doing a, a reverse jinx, but I don't I, care. I'll, I don't care. Yeah. I hope, fair. I hope they hear this <laughs> fair. Uh, next off, we're moving to the PAC 12 to a game that is no longer called this, but like the red river shootout, I'm going to keep calling it this because it's an electric name. Lucky land casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. 
That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. The Civil War, Oregon State is traveling to now or number 11. I guess that's a people, I guess. I don't know. I got these rankings off Odd Shark. Uh, they're traveling to play at number 11, Oregon. Oregon State is seven and four, seven and four against the spread. Oregon is nine and two, but four and seven against the spread. It's at Autzen Stadium. Kickoffs at three thirty. Oregon is a minus seven with an over under of sixty one. I'm going to go 31-28 Oregon State. I think they're going to get the upset. I was going to do the exact opposite. I was kind of the same score and everything. But you're just going to do Oregon? Yeah. Fair. I, I it, This isn't a game where you go, oh, Oregon's definitely losing. But I don't know. I just kind of feel – I got a feeling. No, no, no. I mean, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. and and uh, But I think – I think – being a rivalry game or Oregon, uh, well, I mean, they're no longer in contention for the CFP, but I think they're going to try and get a little redemption on their next two opponents. So fair. Uh, this next game is a game I didn't really want to pick, but I wanted to get at least one rivalry game from every power five conference. So this isn't even the biggest rivalry for one of these schools. <laughs> But it's called the Carolina State game. UNC is traveling to number 24, NC State. UNC is 6-5, and 4-7 and seven against the spread. NC State is 8-3, and 7-4 and four against the spread. Zach Carter-Finley, kickoff is Friday at 7.30. NC State is a minus 7 here with an over-under of 63. I'm going to go 30, 36-20. NC State. All right. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go uh, 36-30 NC State. Okay. Uh, now we're moving on to, we have two Conference USA Memorial picks this week, uh, strictly based on names, because these games are not going to be good games, but I just love the names. Uh, you have Deeper Than Hate, Georgia Southern at App State. At Kid Brewer Stadium, kickoffs at 2.30. Georgia Southern is 3-8, and 5-6 and six against the spread. And App State is 9-2, and 8-3 against the spread. This might be the worst record that we've picked so far. A 3-8 and eight Georgia Southern team getting one of our picks. But uh, App State is minus 24.5 with an over-under of 55.5. I'm going to go App State here. 42 to 10. Oh, dude, you're going to pick the same score I was. All right. Um, you, can, you can pick the same score. No, I'm not going to. Yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. 45 Six. to 7. Yeah, 45 to 7. There you go. Make that okay. my bet. And last up, The War on I-4, which might be my favorite name out of all of these. Uh. USF at UCF. It's at the bounce house also on Friday at 6:30. I love these because there's like at least fun games to watch throughout the week. But you know, I just said that Georgia Southern's the worst record team we've had to pick on. Yes. Uh I just beat that. USF is two and nine, six and five against the spread versus uh seven and four, four and seven against spread, UCF. UCF is a minus 18 and a half with an over under of 62. I'm going to go, we're just going to get weird with this one. I'm going to go 53 to 14 UCF. All right. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to go uh, 46 20 UCF. So there you have it. I mean, the only thing we really disagreed on was uh, Miss State, Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl, and uh, the Civil War in Oregon. But do you know if they still call whenever Kansas and Nebraska plays? Do they? I'm, I'm just going to – I don't want to just 
say something that's not great if it's definitely not what it was called. Because uh, I feel like, did they used to call it this? This is just great podcasting. Yeah. Intermittent tapping on the keyboards. No, I have to make sure it's... No, I don't. Okay, so they call it the Border War now. Kansas, Missouri. Uh, border Showdown. What? That's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, but some refer to it as Bleeding Kansas. <laughs> so and they think that's kind of where the game sort of came from so yeah that's so it used to be the border war and then it changes the border showdown that's kansas versus missouri but so i didn't want to just bring up bleeding kansas if i wasn't right mm-hmm. but so Kiernan, as i've mentioned now for the third time it is rivalry week i want to know what do you think is the Best rivalry and the most overrated rivalry. So I I kind of have a two for one here. Okay. And ironically, the game that I think is the, are we talking about just the games this week, or are we talking no about any any rivalry? Games? All right, college football like Duke UNC basketball doesn't count, but okay, granted, yeah. So, I have a two-for-one here. It is easily my favorite college football game. It's my dad's favorite college football game. It's actually probably one of the only college football games he'll, he'll watch all season. And it's also probably the most overrated uh, uh, rivalry is the Army-Navy game in two weeks' time. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I love seeing the two branches, the two main branches of the military kick the shit out of each other for three hours. I Don't ask me why. I love it. It's it's just fun. It's exciting. They're both not that great. So it's always fun to kind of see, you know, who gets bragging rights for that year. And additionally, a lot of people probably think it is the stupidest, lamest triple option game they'll watch all, all year. Anyone who thinks the Army Navy game is stupid hates America. I'm just gonna say Oh, it. good point. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually are going to be having a special guest on for when we cover the Army Navy game. So nope. keep an eye out for that. But I'm gonna be biased with my answer. Fair enough. For best. It so I, there's like a couple that I want to pick, but because I do like kind of the Tennessee Alabama game, third Saturday in October. Smoking a cigar, whichever team wins. Tennessee fans probably have forgotten what a cigar tastes like by this point. It's been 15 years now. But I'm going to go with the Iron Bowl here. It's it's electric. The atmosphere is great. Some dude was arrested for poisoning some trees because someone put a Cam Newton jersey on a Bear Bryant's edge. Like, there's just something, some hate to do with that rivalry. And it's just a lot of fun to be a part of it. Not necessarily poisoning trees. That's don't do that. Don't commit vandalism and crimes if your team loses. But it's just a really fun game. And my answer for the most overrated, Kieran, I think will get me a lot of hate. Well, depends on what it is. <laughs> I might the game. Been. The game. Fuck you. Michigan versus yeah. Ohio State is so it historically no lately yes it's so overrated michigan state or michigan i mean has won six times in our lifetime three times since the turn of the millennium it's all ohio state all the time doesn't matter where they're playing columbus ann arbor hell they could make it a neutral site game ohio state's gonna wipe the floor with michigan it's not a good game anymore yeah, that's fair. I, I suppose, like, in the even, you know, late 90s and 80s, 80s and 90s, it would it would be considered more of a, a genuine rivalry where it could go either way. And I don't even know if that's factually true, but I feel like the olden days, it was definitely, uh, I say that when I was born in 1990s, but I digress. Um, that it was definitely more... Uh, 
closely fought each each year than it is now. Yeah, I mean, even historically, like, there's there's always a run of dominance, it feels. Except, like, the 70s, 80s, and the 90s a bit. Like, the first 15 matchups, Michigan won. Except for two of them that were ties. <laughs> then Ohio State won three in a row. Then Michigan rattled off six in a row. Then Ohio State won two, then Michigan, then Ohio State, then Michigan won two. Ohio State won four, Michigan won three, a tie. Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan four, didn't lose for seven, eight years. There was a tie in there. So it there's always like runs of dominance. There's never just like a fun, not a fun, but it's just overrated because both teams aren't always competitive at the same time. Right. Even in the games, like the Iron Bowl is always competitive, even if Auburn is trash. Right, because they just want to stick it to Alabama. Yeah, and Alabama at Auburn, the Iron Bowl has had the same issues, mostly on the side of Alabama. I mean, Alabama didn't lose the Iron Bowl from 1973 to 1981. But the most, the last, let's go 14 years, Alabama, the most they've won is three in a row. Since Nick Saban got there, he lost his first Iron Bowl, 1-2, lost, 1-2, lost, 1-3, lost, 1-1, one, one, lost, one. So Auburn might win based on how it's gone lately. But so I just think, I think the game has become very overrated. That's fair. Also, and, I think the term game of the century is the dumbest thing ever. That's always overused too. Yeah. It's it's so annoying because A, we're not, we're not even a quarter way through this century. Yeah. And I mean, the game of the century. Do you know how many game of the centuries there were in the 20th century? How many, Kevin? Ten. So you had 100 years and you got ten. It's 2021, and we've had four already. Yeah, it's it's an overused term. It's ridiculous. And they kind of say, like, it's used because other games you have the greatest game ever played for the NFL championship in 1958 and the game of the century in college basketball. Cause they only have one of those. It's just, it, it's ridiculous. They need to stop calling every game between a one and two, the game of the century. It, it loses its luster after a while. And we're going to ignore my hatred for the game of the century term being used. Cause the last two games of the century, Alabama lost uh, oh, so there's a so there's a secondary reason why you don't like me, Kevin. No, not really. I mean, 2011 LSU versus Alabama. Yeah, they lost LSU and then beat them in the national championship. So, uh, 2019, it was a competitive game. I just fucking hate that team. They're so annoying. But but even 05 Texas versus USC and Michigan versus Ohio State in 06, it, it's overused. Yeah. What's the biggest blowout in a game of the century? That's what I want to know. Oh, okay. So they're at least generally close games, which is good. Oh, 1945, Army-Navy, 32-13. to 13. Really? It's ironic. it's ironic that it's my favorite favorite one, huh? Yeah, it was also a point where Army and Navy were the one and two team in the, teams in the country. That's wild when you think about it. Yeah, it was weird. After World War II, Army, like the service guys were just – amazing at football well yeah because they just had a bunch of a bunch of uh goons trying to make up for what their dads did fair but so i just hate the point. term game of the century it's stupid uh Karen, do you have anything else you want to talk about or anything you want to rant about oh i had something from the beginning of this podcast but i think i forgot what it was now damn is it the term for endless loop that you couldn't think of no, no, I haven't gotten that one yet. Yeah, jeez. I'm going to get a text later. I'm going to have to tweet out, like, oh, Kira was thinking of this. Yeah. <laughs> Give you guys a diagram and everything. Is, is it a rant or is it just something you want to talk, wanted to talk about? It, uh, it was, I think it was just something I wanted to talk about, but I have to, I have to admit now, Kevin, I'm actually starting to feel quite a bit of pain in my tooth. I think the uh, Novocaine is wearing off. 
Okay, well, we'll, <laughs> I'm just we'll make Kiernan stop my, talking. My words are starting to get a little slurred here now. <laughs> oh, no, that's not good. All right. Uh, so that, that's the end of the show. I actually just wanted to do this because I want to see how long it would take Kiernan's Novocaine to wear off. Yeah, that's the the only reason. It's just uh, late- suffering here for an hour. Pretty much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping by. We're... We had fun. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. I know we didn't talk about the cultural playoff poll because it hasn't come out yet. Maybe when it comes out, I'll do a quick hitter episode. Maybe Karen will be there. Maybe I'll have to find a guest host. We don't know. I don't really know. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, but it's fine. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Yeats. Check out yeatsofficial.com. Promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. They're always dropping new styles of sunglasses. And they are always fire. Uh, check out some other podcasts on the Belly Up Podcast Network. And have fun with your family. And if they get too annoying, just drink some more beer and turn up the TV when watching football. Damn right. She said, 40 water. Well, you about to be. I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, you'll pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V, Northern Cali, Silicon Valley. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 